Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques, so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here today for this very special episode with a soul sister of mine, Kirsten Kirschbaum, who is someone who I admire and look up to and also have a deep, deep soul resonance with. So I'm excited to introduce you to her shortly. But before we get into this powerful episode for today, I have something very exciting to announce to you that this podcast is now sponsored by the Feminine Frequency Journey. And the Feminine Frequency Journey is my six-week online course that I specifically designed to support you as my podcast listeners to go deeper into your own journey and extend the work that we have been doing together here on the podcast and integrate it into your life. So this six-week spiritual course is designed to access your feminine radiance, aliveness, and magnetism. And it is to support you in integrating the feminine principles into your life. And these principles are soul alignment, emotional alchemy, intuition, activation, aliveness, and pleasure, abundance, and attraction. And this course is really a beautiful combination of spiritual lessons, mindset upgrades, embodiment practices, and meditations. And it is now available for you as my podcast listeners. You get a beautiful coupon code. You can use the code podcast to save $111. So that is podcast in all capital letters and make sure to scroll down in the show notes to access the link for the feminine frequency journey and you can get started on your journey right away. All right. So our guest for today is Kirsten Kirschbaum, who is the mother of five boys, a wife to a wonderful husband, Kyle, and the founder of PowerMomEmpire.com and EssentialOilExpert.com. She is passionate about natural healthcare and empowering women with the tools they need to live happier and more abundant lives. For the past 11 years, she has been leading her team of now over 30,000 individuals in 25 countries on how to be their own health and wellness advocates. She has had the honor of speaking to groups as large as 20,000 people on crucial topics such as how to build your business while building your family, achieving work-life balance, critical skills to achieving massive success, and power mom paradigms. She enjoys personal development, weightlifting, and is an adrenaline junkie. She looks at life as an opportunity to grow, learn new lessons, and inspire others. 
She knows where much is given, much is expected, and her mission is to inspire women around the world, starting with believing in themselves, in their homes, their teams, and the world. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. We had so much fun together, and Kirsten shared some very, very powerful stories that you're not going to want to miss. So enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Kirsten. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this for months. Yeah, I can't wait to just share with our listeners how we even met in the first place and this like magical connection that came to be and how we even got to this specific conversation on the podcast. So um, yeah, I'll share from like my experience when we first met, I don't even know, maybe two years ago, I can't even remember the timeline where we were both at an event and I had gotten either a free ticket or a discounted ticket. I wasn't even planning on going. And I ended up going to this event. And there was like this one point where I was like, cool, I've taken in enough information. I don't really feel like being here in this moment. I want to go outside and just get some fresh air. And that's what I did. And then we ended up sitting at like on the same bench outside at the, the venue that we were both at. And we started talking and there was just this instant soul connection. And I remember just feeling your presence, feeling your energy, seeing your radiance, and then not even knowing who you were or what you did or had any background story of like what you do in the world and who you are as a mom and all these amazing things, but just feeling that draw to you and feeling so expanded just in your presence. And yeah, it's such a gift to be in connection with you and to continue to stay in touch in this way. So that was my experience. I don't know what your experience was, but (laughs) we were at the same event, same kind of experiencing the same thing. Um, just knowing that maybe I was ready to leave and, and that I had gotten what I needed there. And I walked outside I was a little frustrated because for me to go to an event like that is it's a lot of um, work on my part to leave my family, you know, so I was a little bit kind of in a irritated way. And I sat on this bench and there you were, and you just, you were just like my best friend, like this <laughs> like, like almost silly, you know, kind of like happy and, and it just, everything, all the frustration just washed away. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, apparently this is why I came to the event. And so, yeah, we both just felt it from the beginning, right? We knew there was going to be just a, a connection here. And it's it's been really wonderful also to just hold space for each other and witness what each other is doing and supporting. And mm-hmm. anyway, so here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I have like chills and just feeling so connected and excited for our conversation today. So the prompt of what even like got us into like, okay, we're going to hop on a podcast together and we're going to kind of like meet in this space now really came from one of my shares on my Instagram stories as I was traveling. And one of the things that I see in you and in your life is that you have created what most people like dream to create. I mean, your life really, really is truly phenomenal and expansive and impressive and like 
so, so divine in so many ways. And I feel very similarly in my life. I'm much younger than you. I don't have five children. I I'm in a different place in my career. And also I feel so blessed to be living the life that I'm living. And yet we connected in this space of me being on this trip and like being in Guatemala and like the Airbnb that I was staying at was really challenging. And there were like spiders everywhere. And like, I had this moment of like, how can I be in so much, like such a beautiful place and be so free to live my life the way that I am. And to be at this point in my journey and like kind of be feeling fucking pissed right now and feeling like, and it wasn't even an ungrateful feeling. It was just like, this is uncomfortable and this sucks. And that duality really spoke to you. And so I'd love to hear from you, like what that presence for you or what that brought up for you in your experience, because clearly it resonated in some, some deep way. It did. Well, first of all, I've been to Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. And so I was following along every step of your journey because I love it. And I, it's amazing. Right. But um, and thank you for that intro and for acknowledging my life and and how truly blessed I am and and we all are. Um, but it's true I have achieved you know like the goals that I set out and you know the 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 success that I've wanted has come to me right and and I've worked for that and we can talk about that later. But so as a result of that I have traveled all over. I'm, I'm taken on just five star vacations a lot, you know, and through my company. And there have been some of them that I have felt really, really pissed about. Like, <laughs> and it's so, it's crazy. So that's what resonated to me was, gosh, I remember one time I was on a riverboat in Germany, like floating down the Danube river. And there's like castles on the side of this riverbank that are like ancient castles. And inside though, like I was just really yucky. I didn't feel good. I didn't want to be there. I didn't like it. And so the point was this, and this is what I think everyone can probably really take is it's not really about that you have achieved where you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to do or what you thought. It's more about just being present in a moment and really giving yourself permission to feel angry or upset or afraid or whatever it may be, instead of trying to always like, well, I have it so much better than, you know, these guys or I have, you know, well, you know, like I have learned as I've been around the world in a lot of beautiful places that sometimes I'm just uncomfortable. I'm, I'm living in a human body. <laughs> like I'm supposed to feel this is, I chose to do this, you know, in this body. And so I wanted to talk to, you know, everyone about that with you. Like that was how that came about. Right. Yeah. I think the, the humanness and the realness, and I think what we can see a lot in people who gravitate more towards the spiritual space is that we can get into this spiritual bypassing where it's like, oh, but I can just think my way into being positive, or I can like pretend that I'm grateful or happy right now, or I can try and use my mind and all of the tools that I've learned to like pretend that everything's okay. And that's just another form to me of being both inauthentic and avoidant with ourselves and with the world. Like that's something that I see happening a lot of like, we have such a deep desire to feel good all the time and to think that we like have to be in that state of bliss and joy. And like, obviously that feels really good. And like, 
we are human and we're in this human experience that also brings some real challenges that like we get to be honest about. Amy, I, I still do this all the time. I do. I'm, I'm going through something else right now. And I just, I'm constantly like, Oh, but it's okay. But it's okay. But I don't care. I'm good. I'm fine. I have a beautiful, like, it's just this constant thing. And why do we do that? Like, why can't you just be in Guatemala and be pissed? Like, why, mm-hmm. what's, why do you have, why does Guatemala have to be so amazing? Like, I mean, it is, but like, what if the amazingness of it was like, that you chose to be pissed a lot of the time, or like mm-hmm. I was on this Danube river cruise with these castles and I was just like, so mad, you know, like it's, yeah. it's what's wrong about that. I wonder if it's because a few things came to mind when you showed that one is probably just because it doesn't feel good to actually like, we don't actually want to feel the feelings of frustration and being pissed. So we just avoid it and we try and like work our way out of it so that we don't actually have to feel what's there, which technically usually just makes it worse or, you know, makes it last for longer. And then I do think that we also, I think that it's cultural programming of putting on the mask that as specifically as women that like, everything's always fine. I'm good. Everything's put together. I'm okay. Like nothing's actually wrong. And like, I think, especially for me coming from a background of having like mental health challenges, being depressed is like, I wonder if it's that if we really let ourselves go there to that place of not feeling fine, that we're terrified. We're terrified we're going to stay there. We're terrified it's never going to end. We're terrified that we're going to go into this deep, dark depression and never come out of it. We're terrified of all of those things. And that that's at least what feels true for me. And so we avoid it at all costs. I'm curious if any of that resonates for you. Yeah, I do. And I also would say for me, it feels like I don't like I would be willing to go there and and to just be honest and feel that way, except that I don't know that I have anyone or I believe I don't have anyone that can hold that space with me. And so it's like, like you said, the cultural programming and things like that, like, well, if you are feeling really down and it's like so negative and you just are are there, like, well, who's going to want to be around you then? Like, who's going to want who and who even really has the capability? And and that's just, this isn't a judgment or, or a fault to anybody else, but like, who really does have the capability to hold that space for you, you know? And also I wonder, like, I feel like, okay, fine. I'll visit the negative feelings. It's fine. Okay. Let's go in here. Let's go in this room and we'll, we'll walk around and we'll look at all the anger, but how long am I going to be in here? Like, can I get out? Like, can we have a time limit? Let's set a timer. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can be at this pity party for about 17 minutes. And then I really just don't want to be there anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, and, and it's, I guess it's just, this conversation is really good for me because I'm like, is that okay? Are we okay if we do that? And mm. one more thing too, I want to bring up and then I'll, I'll, I want to hear what you say. But the other thing is too, I would imagine, I, I imagine that a lot of the listeners here are coaches or you know women of influence. They want to use their heart and soul the way that you do to help other women, right? And I, I lead teams, large teams in many different countries of women that are very much into health and wellness and, you know, like love and light and all the good things. Right. So it would be very difficult for me to 
lead with like that negativity and really allow that negativity because it feels I have maybe a fear that that wouldn't be attractive to my listener, right? It wouldn't be like somebody's looking at me like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with her? I definitely don't want to follow that chick, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a fear there of like allowing, you know, that. Yeah. Thank you for your vulnerability in that and for your honesty in that, because I do think, especially as we become leaders and we're guiding other people on their journeys and we're, we're in, in somewhat of a public space where we're being watched or we're being seen where we're visible. I think that we do have a responsibility and we feel responsible to the people that we're supporting. And in one way, it feels like it would make sense to have more conversations like we're having right now where it's like, oh yeah, sometimes it actually is really hard. We're not actually happy all the time or feel this amazing all the time. And what I know to be true is that with the tools that I have, with the tools that you have, that it does allow us to show up and to be in service. It allows us to get out of our own story and our own way and do something that, that is contributing in some way. And also sometimes that feels like a lot of fucking pressure to just like have to always have it together. And we put that pressure on ourselves. Right. But I totally hear you in that. And it is true. I mean, like I'm one, and I don't really know what the answer is. I, I know for me, something that has been super healing and really helpful in this is incorporating more of my embodiment practices where I really let myself go into that rage, go into that anger, go into that sadness, also go into those states of joy and uh, bliss and feeling super powerful and have a space where I'm actively intentionally processing whatever is there, almost as if we're like cleansing or clearing it out. Um, and, and really giving ourselves the space to feel what's true without it having to be all day, every day. And like this ongoing thing. Um, so I think there's a balance of like, we don't want to like stuff it down and only feel it when we're in these like safe, sacred containers where we have the space to feel, but also we don't want to be feeling it all of the time. So I don't, Really, I don't really know if there's an answer, but I think this conversation is is supportive in the exploration of it. Well, it sounds like to me within your embodiment practice, it's like you create a routine or like a practice. Like it's like, okay, guys, we're going to go into this practice, right? Where we try it on and we actually are totally free to go there. It's like putting it on. I, I'm going to try this on and I'm going to experience it because as humans, again, we're, we're just relating things to things that we know, right? Like that's how we learn. Like our brains are wired to like, okay, I've done this before, or I haven't done this before. So I'm trying to figure this out. Right. So as you work in the embodiment practice, is it kind of like where you go and try it on so that then as you go throughout your life and your days, then you can refer back to this moment where you were like trying it on and, and practicing what that is really like? Yeah, I think it it is a space to feel safe and to feel they get familiar with how it feels to actually process those emotions and like know that you're okay and that you're going to be able to come out of it. And like, yeah, I think what you're talking about is like almost like this reference point that we can have then once we've had that experience, then we're like, oh, it's actually safe to feel these feelings and I'll come out on the other side and I'm not going to get stuck in them. Or like, it's okay for me to be pissed and angry and to let it out. And that doesn't mean that I'm like 
an angry person or that I'm always going to feel this way. Yeah. I think that that is helpful to think of it as like, then we have like this reference point that we can come back to. Yeah. That seems really valuable. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that, um, as when I was going through my most recent breakup in March of this year and like going through my process that my embodiment teacher really encouraged me to create space in my day to be with myself in my practice and allow the, the space for the grief to be there and to actually let myself feel it and almost create that container. Like you were saying, like, yeah, putting on a timer and having that space to be with myself and letting the emotions out and then moving into my day and showing up as like the leader and the coach and the mentor that I am without it having to be like, I'm, I I'm denying myself from expressing and exploring that. And also without it taking up like the entire day. Right. So I do think that that can be supportive. And also there's times where we do feel pissed or we feel sadness or grief when it's not in the allotted time that we set aside and like, that's life too. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And so for you, like when you're in those spaces, I know we were talking before we, we hit record was like almost, it sounded like for you, one of the things that you're contemplating in this is, is maybe like releasing the resistance around it or like just giving yourself permission to feel that. How would you say that like in your journey with this conversation or this duality, like how you might approach it? Well, so what we, yeah, what we were talking about is like, I'll give you a pretty specific example, actually. So in my, in my business, I have women mostly who work with me, um, for years, actually I mentor them. I help them start their own businesses. I mean, I do, I do network marketing, right? So I, I build doTERRA. I help people with essential oils and we have teams all over the, all over the world, like 20 countries. It's amazing. And I have women who, who come to me and, you know, want my mentorship and and I teach them exactly how I built my business, the way that I built it. And I just had this woman, um, who we worked together for eight years in a very close partnership. Like some of the people that I work with are a little bit more like, you know, a little more distant, but some of them are like, you know, it's a daily thing sometimes, you know, weekly, like we're working together, we're building this thing together. Um, and this particular woman was always a big fat challenge to me. Like it was just so hard. And I just learned to appreciate her showing up in my life. Like I did a lot of work around it, you know, cause I am just like, why is this so hard? There's so <laughs> much friction here. It's crazy. I really don't have a lot of friction with people in my life. I'm a, I'm just a really agreeable, cool, kind, like, I just don't have a lot of judgment really for people, you know, like I'm pretty easy to get along with actually, but this particular woman and I, um, and, and it was always just, I, I'm not a, um, I'm not, okay. This is not a perfect thing that I do, but I probably could use some help around this. Um, I just don't call people out really on their, on their BS. I just don't, I just don't feel like it's my place to do that. I just like allow people to just kind of, I just kind of step back and observe and go, Oh, you're like a five-year-old child right now. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. But I don't say that to I don't want to offend anyone. Right. So Anyway, eight years of just tumultuous, her just throwing fits and she's older than me too. But anyway, so just in June, she decided that she wanted to step out of our business partnership. And I was like, 
you know, it, deep down, I'm like, hallelujah. But, you know, to her, I was like, okay, that's fine. I respect that. No worries. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to find, you know, a replacement for you and help you, you know, send you on your way with love. Right. And for June, July, August, even into September, she was such a beast. Like it was crazy. And she wanted to fight with me and I would not fight. I would, mm. I would, I won't engage. I won't do anything like to her. I'm just like a happy, cool, like you're cool as a cucumber. You know what I mean? You're not getting me, but, but inside though, it's, it's as much as I don't want to admit it, it's totally eating me apart. Like it's totally mm. bugging me. It feels like a demon just constantly like thrashing, 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 you know? And so there's that. Okay. Now, in addition to that, I have probably, oh my gosh, I lose count. I don't, and I don't mean this like in any bragging sort of way, but like 20, 30 women who love me, like every day is like messages and gifts and Kirsten, thank you so much. Like you've changed my life, like all this stuff, right? Like so much kindness. And yet for some freaking reason, the heaviness of this one woman who is out of my business now is like, is killing me. And I just, so now you kind of understand like what, what I'm experiencing. And I imagine everyone listening has the same thing. Like you have tons of people that love you. And then you've got this one little situation. It's like this thorn and I have prayed it away. I have meditated away. I have tried to look at it. I'll peek in there and kind of look around and I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm angry, but I don't really know how else to like, how else to just get rid of it, you know, or maybe I'm not supposed to get rid of it. And that's really the point here is like, well, I don't know. Cause I have like asked and asked and asked, like, why is this still here? Mm -hmm. I, I will, I'll do anything. Like I cannot say this does not belong in my life, but yet it does. Mm. Yeah. So, Sounds yeah. like she's a, some form of like teacher for you in yes. some capacity, you know, when everything's easy and good and everyone loves us, it's like, cool, this is great. And then when you have these challenges that come up, it's like, oh, this person is a teacher. Like this person is here to teach me either boundaries or forgiveness or compassion or self-love or whatever, like there's something here that I'm seeing for you. If I may offer that, yeah. like she's clearly here for a reason. And this is like clearly bringing up a lot for you. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much you believe in reincarnation, but for me, I'm like, there feels like there's something karmic here. Almost like there's, there's a reason for both of you that this has like come into your life. Yeah. And yeah, I think that, part of, I mean, if you were a client of mine, something that I would look into in the exploration of is writing a forgiveness letter, but writing a letter as if you're, you're not going to send it to her at all, but like literally writing like the most heinous, like whatever, <laughs> like angry, pissed off thing, like actually letting yourself be like this person is like ruining my life. Like this person is whatever, like sometimes we try and censor because we want to be nice and kind. And I know that's your nature. And you're like, Oh, but she's just having a little fit. And you're, you can also be like, yeah, actually this person is behaving in a way that completely pisses me off and is not okay. And like going into like the depths of like, what what's there for you because you're carrying that with you and eventually we get to that space of peace within ourselves of like okay I can release this like but you may have to like really really go there and be in the space of like 
letting yourself be frustrated and be angry. And like, whether that's through a forgiveness letter or whether that, that you don't send, or whether it's through some type of burn ceremony or like through an embodiment practice, like whatever you need to do to fully let yourself feel what's there. I think that there could be some really beautiful healing in that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so good. And I imagine like all the women listening right now are just thinking like, why do I have this heavy thing? Cause here's what I do too. And like, you guys will have to kind of think to yourselves if this, if this is you, but like, I have all these really big goals in my business and my life. I have some really exciting things that I'm working on. And what I find is, um, with this particular situation with this woman, I can some days allow it to overtake me where I just, I'm like, I can't get over it. I it's, it's like pointing at certain points, even in my body, right? Like it's like these triggers that go inside my body and I can feel it in my heart and I can feel it in my gut, you know? And, and it's like a regular practice of, you know, unhooking those hooks and like releasing and giving those back to her and knowing that like, I have to even just in spite of, or maybe because of how she's treating me, I have to move forward and build upon that. Right. Like, like use the stones that people throw at you to build your road or your tower or whatever it is that you're building. And I, I, that came to me this morning as I was thinking about it, I I thought about how I can't seem to get past this negative energy. So I've got to climb on top of it. Like I have, like, instead of trying to get rid of it, I'm more like, okay, you know what? This is cool. This is great. Actually. Thank you. Thank Mm. you for being here. And, and I do that a lot. Um, But I really like anybody that's listening that feels like they have someone or some situation that's so heavy. I'm just like, oh, I just want to like, I just want to hold your hand and be like, I promise you, you can do this. Like, do not let the situation get you down. Think about the comeback stories, you know, of all the people who like achieve these greatness. And the story is actually better when there was some resistance, you know, Mm -hmm. not supposed to be, um, well, I have a belief. Let me just share this. I've worked on this one quite a bit with different coaches. I came to this earth with a belief and an enjoyment of things being hard. Like I've had to like, (laughs) I've had some coaches that are like, it doesn't have to be hard. I'm like, yes, it does. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not valuable to me if it's not hard. What do you mean? You know? So how does that sit for you? I would actually like to kind of I'd love to hear that from you. Like, cause I hear from a lot of women, Oh, well, when it feels good to me, then I know it's right. You know? And like, it just flows like so easily. And I'm like, yeah, kinda, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how that works for me. Yeah. One of my favorite spiritual texts, it's just a book, but I call it a spiritual text. It's a channeled text is called living with joy by Sonia Ro- Sonia Roman, I think is how you say her name. And it was really the first time where I'm like, oh, like there is a way to live in harmony with the universe. There's a way to live in harmony with life. There's a way to tap into this infinite, you know, joy. And I believe, and I was thinking about this the other day, so I'm glad that you brought it up, that a lot of the expansion that happens, like if you look at anyone's spiritual journey, like the gems and like the things that we learn and the deepest lessons come when we're in that like, dark place when we're in our rock bottom, when we're on our knees and we're like, please like show me the way. And like, I was actually thinking about this for you in this situation is like, okay, if this woman wasn't in your life, would you be 
having to sit with yourself in this way? Would you be having to like be an in inquiry with yourself? Would you be going to me as meditation as much or using all your tools? Probably not because it would feel, you know, like sometimes we don't do that. And so I do find that a lot of times these external challenges actually bring us closer to ourselves and deep help us to deepen our practice, even though they don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I would like to believe that things can just be easy. And I would like to believe that like life doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be challenging. And I think that these challenges are here by design. And when we look at even like a text, like course in miracles, when we look at spiritual teachings, like the things that we perceive as hard or wrong or bad, they actually are love. Like they still are love, but in our perception, because they don't feel good. We're like, Oh, I don't want that. Like, why is this happening to me? This is bad. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's com It's complex. I don't, I, I don't have, that's the way that my mind thinks about it. But like, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have the answer. That's how I, hopefully like, that was supportive. Yeah, no, for sure. One of my favorite teachings from that um, course in miracles is well, I, I didn't read or study Course in Miracles, but I read um, The Law of Divine Compensation. I've, I've listened to it from Marianne Williamson so many times. I love listening to her read that, that whole text. So one of my favorite ones that always stands out to me in The Law of Divine Compensation is that whatever challenge comes to you, there, there's a law, there's a universal law that the blessing that will come like as a result of you going through that is, is like going to meet or exceed what you, like the price you paid for it. Right. And so I think about that, like in this most challenging situation that, that I'm in. And, and I think everyone has this too. Like we're all in our most challenging situation right now. Right. Yes. And just believing and looking towards the blessing that will come as a result of it and holding on to that knowledge and that truth and just being excited about it really, really helps me. I know um, it, it actually reminds me of something I'll share. It's, it's a pretty good story. If you, if you want me to share it, please do. Yeah. Okay. So 10 years ago, um, my gosh, okay. There's a lot to it. I'm going to keep it short, but 10 years ago I was living in Las Vegas and with my husband and we had two children and one on the way. And, um, for the 10 years before that, my husband had been building a company, um, doing like sales and marketing online with a couple of his friends. And it, it just, it, it basically, he started it out of college and then he just grew it and grew it and grew it for 10 years. It was his whole baby. And so then 10 years ago now, um, we woke up one morning and I actually logged into my bank account just to pay some bills. And all of my bank accounts said zero. I was like, uh, what? Like, no, you know, and I wasn't even scared. I was like, nah, like there's a glitch, there's something, you know, whatever. And then I was living in this like guard gated neighborhood in Las Vegas. And I got a call from the guard gate saying, Hey, you have somebody here to see you. And I was like, no, I'm not expecting anybody. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we have to let these guys in. Right. So this person, in. so this woman shows up to my doorstep and she has these two giant boxes of like copy paper, you know, like size boxes. And she, she sets them down and she puts, she, I open the door and she's like here and she puts them inside my door. And I was like, I don't want these. And she's like, yeah, I bet you don't. And I was like, what the hell, I, what is going on? You know? And anyway, I open the box, the lid on the box. And it says the United States of America versus like 
Kyle Kirschbaum, my husband, Kirsten Kirschbaum, like all of like the people that I was named in it. I'm like, I'm not even in this company, but you know, they, um, the federal trade commission actually sued my husband's company. And by virtue of that took everything in one day, like everything. I can shock. That's yeah. this crazy. Is not a, this is not a movie. Okay. This it is a feels like a movie. I'm sure. I yeah. I was like, am I being punked? Like I'm looking around. I'm like, what? In the actual hell. <laughs> so anyway, I called my husband. He actually wasn't home. He was on a business trip in Florida. And I was like, uh, this just happened. But even then I, I was like, we had literally done nothing wrong. I know like that sounds kind of weird, but I, I didn't even have, a, I was like, oh, this is a mistake. Like, I don't know what this is about. There was no like guilt or like, oh shit, I got cut. You know, I was like, I don't even know what this is about. Anyway, long story short, we had an employee that we had fired the year before that who had been stealing and doing all kinds of shady stuff. And we fired him and actually sued him for doing all the shady stuff he was doing. And he had nothing to lose. So he ended up making up all this stuff and turning it and like turning this whole big story in to the FTC. And it was around the time that the government basically was wanting to scrutinize um, certain companies like the one that my husband was running, um, sales organizations and things like that. And um, we just got caught. We just got caught in, not caught like a, in a bad way, but we got caught in like the whirlwind of like the government just deciding like, um, anyway, so we ended up, it wasn't a criminal thing. It wasn't like jail time or anything, but they just wanted all of our money and they didn't ever give it back. They just took all of our money in one day, shut down our phones, shut down everything, took my cars, took my houses. And we ended up, um, going to a, like a hearing, you know, court and the judge walks in, um, this is in Las Vegas, the judge walks in and he goes, you know, I didn't read your case, but uh, it reminds me of like some, you know, some guys in Nigeria, like those fraudulent guys in Nigeria. Like we are like in tears, like we're like in the in the in the courtroom, like reading the scriptures, like trying to like not sob, you know. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, what happened was we lost everything, and it was so. And I was pregnant with baby number three. It was the worst, like the worst, like I couldn't even talk. I would cry in my closet every day. Like it was just so hard. Right. And my husband and I were really tight and like, it was never a blame thing. Like I knew he didn't do anything wrong. Like I just felt bad for him, but we had a hard time even speaking sometimes like it just, there's not words, you know? So the heaviest, heaviest thing, right. We had to move out of the house that we lost and, and move, um, in with my husband's parents. Meanwhile, I had baby number three. So I'm sharing this really poignant, dark, dark time with you because during that moment, during that time, during the months that ensued from that point is when someone came to me and said, hey, you already love essential oils. Like you already love them. Like, why don't you just intentionally share? You know, why don't you just intentionally look at this and look at being someone who could really help people with this, right? And you know what my answer was at the time? I was like, fine, whatever. I don't have anything else to do. Like, that's how, that's how grateful I was, you know? <laughs> I was like, whatever, fine. I'll share some oils with people. Like, <laughs> and what ensued from that, you know, has, has become the last 10 years of like complete abundance and love and joy and my husband and I working together from home moving to Hawaii and having five boys and the the life that you see now right it came from the ashes of that and I would not wish that I don't really have I don't like to think I have enemies I would not wish that on my worst enemy 
But every single one of us has that kind of miracle waiting for us when we tap into the depth of the pain Mm. that is existing, that is really here. Like it's really for real here, right? Not dismissing it, not like pretending like it's not there, but just living through that and finding the light at the end of it. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. I'm so happy that that came through. And I like hearing such a deep rock bottom moment and knowing what you have built and created since then, I really see how anyone who is listening um, and who hears that story can see that like there's there's so much possibility, even in the challenge, even in those darkest moments that like they don't define or control like the rest of your life, that there is possibility to rebuild after that. And wow, that story is phenomenal. Thank you so much. And so for you now being a mompreneur and like running, you know, all of these teams and building this doTERRA business, like what would you say right now, like lights you up the most in your life? What would you say like is, yeah, like the, this space that you're in that you've created, what would you say right now is the thing that is lighting you up the most? Oh man, there's so many things. Like, I feel like there's too many things, you know, but what really lights me up more than anything is I live by where much is given, much is required. And I I really do believe that. And so when I meet people who genuinely like they, maybe they are at their rock bottom or they are searching for something when I'm able to plug them into like the lessons that I've learned and the systems that I've used and created as a result of, you know, my pain and my journey. And I see them winning and I see them becoming like, you know, six figure earners, like in our company. And more importantly than that, our, our big mission in our company is to give back. So like, we want to be known as the company who gets the most people out of debt. So you won't see us like flashing, you know, our fancy, I don't even have fancy cars, but you know, if you do, it's cool too. I don't got any problem with fancy cars. It's all good. But it's like, it's all about your contribution. And I think that what lights me up the most is when I see someone come into some abundance, whether it's a lot or a little, and they, they know about tithing. They know about like the law of like giving back and paying it back into the universe and seeing them get the light that comes on when we're all in service, right? So like by me being in service, I just want to serve people who want to serve people. Um, one of my mentors actually was Dr. John C. Maxwell. Mm. And yeah, he's incredible. I, I'm such a blessing. That's a whole other story of how I got to be connected to him. But he taught me that you cannot be a reservoir. You have to be a river. So anyone that I pour into, like it's got to flow through me into you and then out into others as well. Like we don't, that's because if you don't, then you're damned, right? Like that's the actual definition of being damned is like you stop and you hold it on, you know, all to yourself. And that's like the biggest tragedy ever. So I think we get into flow and we get into abundance when we're just genuinely looking and seeking for ways to go out and serve people and bring light. 
to them. Mm. Yeah. And I so see you being an embodiment of that. Like there was nothing about sitting next to you on the bench where I was like, oh, this woman wants to sell me something or this woman wants something for me, or this woman like has an agenda in any way, shape or form. And like, that's what allowed us to meet in this space and to see organically where our connection and where our um, paths are headed. And I'm just, yeah, blown away by the, the magical being that you are seriously. I'm so grateful for who you are, how you show up in the world and the work that you're doing to really empower women and moms and all of the people that you serve. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I personally love following your journey on Instagram. So we'll be sharing your um, Instagram handle on in the show notes. Is there anywhere else that people can connect with you? People can find you. You know, Instagram is kind of where it's at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just find that it's the most fun. Mm -hmm. So Say it okay. on Instagram. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I know that you do have like your doTERRA website and all of that, but I'm sure they can find, can they find that through your Instagram as well? Exactly. You know, if you want to learn about what I do, you can go to my website. It's actually called EOE. It stands for essential oil expert. So all of the girls in my community, like I'm all about the education and teaching them how to take care of their bodies, their mental health and physical health and their families and everything. So um, if you go to eoemembers.com, um, you can actually take my um, essential oil masterclass. And that's mm-hmm. just my gift for everyone here for free. So you just you just register um, on the left side. It's the blue side. It, it, you'll see it when you go there. It's like all about the essential oil education. And everyone listening is welcome to go. And just you can create a free little um, profile there. And Beautiful. the essential oil masterclass, my gift to you. Yay. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to include that link in the show notes as well. And is there anything else that you wanted to share today? Anything else that you want to part our listeners with? (laughs) I just want everyone to feel like they're connected to us. Like, do you know, I just, I'm imagining us all sitting in a circle and I know it's, it's been harder to get together. Right. And I hope that we're moving in a direction where we can actually get together, um, safely. And I hope that everyone can feel of our love for them, you know, just our, like you and I, Amy, like our connection and then how that's like going out into each person and hopefully just filling up like their whole heart space with so much love and so much possibility and belief that like any, you can create anything. And in fact, from the ashes, like is actually the most fertile soil. And so just like, not, I guess, kind of bringing it all together, you know, like looking at like the ashes of every situation that you've been in and just like gathering all those ashes up and just rubbing, rubbing your hands in it, you know, and just going like, oh, this is magic. Like I can feel it. It's just totally magic. (laughs) Like what you will do with your ashes is really like the entire magical story. And Mm. I can't wait to see what everyone here is going to create. And I hope that you'll share it with me. I hope that you'll like, you know, again, Instagram's the easiest, like follow and let me know. Like, I want to follow you. I want to, I love celebrating women. It just makes me so happy. All Mm -hmm. of us really could be celebrating each other. So thank you. I so feel that from you. And thank you again for being here, for sharing your love with us. And we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye.
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast with my guest, Kirsten Kirschbaum. And make sure to head on over to the show notes for today to find the link for the Feminine Frequency Journey and use the code PODCAST in all capitals to save $111 on this incredible course. And if you enjoyed today's episode, if you felt inspired, please be sure to share it on your social media. You can take a screenshot and tag me at Amy Natalie Co. And I absolutely love hearing from you over there. Have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.